Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what? I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotion. Can you yep. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. <laughs> I'm no sure somebody's written that one too. with cheese and France, Mickey. What? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. See? I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> <laughs> But Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> how do you measure success? Hey, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Speak. I'm your host, Dave. And I'm barely a host, John. I'm just JD. <laughs> I'm barely a host? I, I'm, I, my entire setup is currently jury-rigged. Like, my work, it, I don't know what com- Comcast, I work for Comcast, I don't know what they did to the to our VPNs or whatever. I'm not even going through the VPN and, and like I can't get to StreamYard. So I just spent the last half an hour running around trying to get my other rig worked up for this. But now it's barely set up. May have interesting side effects. I might uh, look you're... better or worse than I normally do. Either way, it's a curse. <laughs> I was gonna say you were you weren't here last week due to a lot of problems. <laughs> A lot and of then, problems, not just yeah. the mechanical ones. And and then this week it's jury rig. Just be here, but at least you're here, and we're happy for that. Yes, I am here physically, mentally. How's everyone doing, JD? As you are enjoying your dinner, I just got home from the movies, so I'm eating a bowl of instant rice, so I can get something in my system that's not popcorn, although it's just hey. more carbs. I've got my dinner too, so like liquid dinner for you. <laughs> I had an interesting Friday. <clears throat> yeah, we I woke up probably about yeah four thirty in the morning, and my dog was throwing up. You have a dog; dogs throw up, and it was a lot. I'm like, oh, fine, I'll go take care of this now. So I turn on the light, and he's barfed quite a bit. And I look over to him, and he's rubbing his face against uh, the headboard. I'm like, that's weird behavior. And then all of a sudden, he drops to the ground. And starts convulsing. Oh, and no. I said, holy shit, my dog's having a seizure. So I wake up my wife, I'm like, hey, Michelle, Astro's having a seizure. 
And so she gets up and runs over. So I think he's choking. So she takes off his collar and that it didn't stop. He kept twitching. And for a second, I thought, holy shit, this 15 month old dog is going to die right in front of us. And he came out of it, but his eyes were like super dilated, like silver dollars. Uh And he was like baring his teeth and growling, which is weird because he doesn't do that. He's like a Disney character. And he hid behind our bed for about 20 minutes while we tried to figure out what to do. And then he popped out like 20 minutes. We're like, hey, what's going on? Wasn't that weird? So we called the emergency vet and they're mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, it's first time. I wouldn't worry about it. And we're like, that's odd. Uh-huh. We called our vet. Our vet didn't open till eight. So, okay. So right. we had to wait it out. I had to drive Andy to school because he crawled in bed with us that night and got to see firsthand his best friend having a seizure. He handled it well, though. He handled it well. So our vet goes, same. Eh, give him a day. He'll be fine. I'm like, oh. And then, so we have pet insurance, right? Because my wife's a genius. So we call and they, it provides you the 24 hour emergency line, which we just found out about. So she calls them and gives them the scenario. And they said, go to an emergency vet right now. So we did. We, I dropped Andy off at school and then we drove to the emergency vet. And they did, they ran a, lit, a litany of, litany, litany, what's that word? Of tests. Litany. 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 Thank you. Thank you. I'm a writer. <laughs> and they said they don't think it's epilepsy because he wasn't drooling. And they said the fact that he was throwing up just before meant it's probably a toxicity thing. So what could he have gotten into? And it turned out, I didn't know. No, actually, milk chocolate doesn't affect dogs unless they eat a lot of it. It's the dark chocolate. It's dark chocolate, yeah. But no, but coincidentally, he did, in fact, eat an Easter bunny while we were calling. He did, in fact, eat some chocolate Easter bunnies while we were calling the vet because he's a dumbass. (laughs) So while that happened, (laughs) so we get to the, we're talking to the vet and the vet's like, what else happened? We had the lawn treated yesterday and they said no one on the lawn for two hours. And he wasn't out there for about four hours. But we had a picnic last night. The night before, I made burgers on the griddle. We have a Blackstone. It's pretty awesome. And he stole one while I wasn't looking. And he ran into his little, because we have about an acre. And he's got, we've kenneled off some space for him. So he ran into his kennel and ate his burger. But he threw up a ton of grass. So we think he just, they said, yeah, it was probably the lawn treatment. I told my wife, I'm like, screw this, man. I'll just spray the damn dandelions myself. I don't need, we don't need to do this. The cure is far and away worse than the disease. But the doctor said we should be a one-time thing shouldn't be anything to repeat and it's just keep an eye on him but we think he's going to be okay because a lot of these chemical a lot of these lawn treatments have pestis have nerve agents in them yeah so. I, I actually have my lawn treated too and i'm like this year is the first year that i'm not going to have it treated anymore because of my two cats and like they say don't let your cats on the lawn for about an hour after that's always way underestimated. Oh, I don't yeah. let them out for one an entire day at least. I'm going to be in that same boat from now on. I'm not, um, if we ever, and I don't even want to, but if we ever find ourselves in this position again, he doesn't go outside for at least 24 hours. Because this was yeah. bad. Something similar happened to my dog many years ago. And it was, we didn't realize there was like a thing of still water, like rainwater had collected. And there was like a bunch of junk and stuff in it. And he drank it and he was God, throwing yeah. up and he was acting weird. And they took him to the vet and he's like, yeah, seems like he, it seems like poisoning. And we were like, our vet is, I believe, Korean. So he's got a real thick accent and I, English isn't his first language, even though he's been here for a long time. And I'm like, poisoning. And he's like, he ate something he shouldn't have. And it was like, oh, okay. And then we realized it was the water. And I was like, ah. Rainwater can mess him up to begin with. Astro did that once because, again, he's an idiot and got dysentery. Ugh. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Yikes. Welcome to the disgusting podcast. So, (laughs) wait, we care about our pets, man. Love my dog. He's my best friend. 
Yeah. But he's doing yeah, better. Cat, my, my, cats, my cats got me through the last six years. They got me through my last divorce. Without them, I wouldn't, I'd be less insane than I am now or more insane. I don't know. Like they, I'm a better person for them. Yeah. Some of my best friends are insane. It's fine. I'm talking to two of them right now. It's present company <laughs> not excluded. <laughs> so, All right. Yeah. And then you saw the movie and now you're eating rice. <clears throat> Done with the rice. Oh, the rice. okay. <laughs> How about you, John? Are you recovered well, from your excitement last weekend? I don't even remember what it was. Like, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, no, it was the storm. Yeah, yeah no, my back still hurts from that. When you have to, like, man, I, pin, I spent that 17 grand on, on that commercial drain, drain grate across my driveway. And, uh, you know, it worked for a little bit, but there's just so much rain. And yeah. the township here is a bunch of dumbasses. They're never going to fix the roads, so I just have to now build a moat or something. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun, and then my computer not working, so everything's fine now. I'm training somebody new at work. I have more minions. The start of my new evil empire, and uh, otherwise, otherwise, yeah, nothing, nothing really going on. Started reading Sartre. That's going to be interesting. I might start quoting some high end philosophy. All right, cool. How about you, Dave? Right. What's going on with you, man? <laughs> and you, sir? I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Let's see. Do uh, elucidate Friday. us. I took a half a day on Friday in the afternoon to see the movie, which I got to say, one, I tend to enjoy because there tends to be less people, obviously, in the afternoon on a Friday. But it's also when you're going to get people with small kids. And that's not oh, always great. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oops. Go on. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to show that. Hey, Kassan. Hello, fellas. Hi, Kassan. Oh, we got, Hello, a lot Kassan. Kassan, we got a lot to talk about, Kassan. We'll get to that in social media, man. Kassan just started following me on Twitter. Thanks, man. <laughs> and uh, but uh, So saw the movie. We'll obviously get into that and later in the show. Had a lot of fun on Free Comic Book Day. Come on. Did you guys celebrate Free Comic Book Day? Couldn't. <clears throat> I had a tournament. So Andy and I went to the comic book store today. I was trying to scam some free comics, and they would not let me scam any free comics. So I bought him some Star Wars, because after taking him to Jedi last week, he is now super into Star Wars. There was a, one of the free comics that was out was from Marvel, and it was a Spider-Man comic, which is a prequel to the new Spider-Man game that's coming out. But it's a continuation of the, the Spider-Man game, Sony games. And... Everyone that came in was asking about this comic, and they're like, oh, no, they only gave us 20, and they went really fast. And I heard from a bunch of people, like, yeah, that's the one that everyone was grabbing. I did not get it, so I was a little upset about that. And then, but I did get some free comics, and then I got, the my comic book store does these grab bags, where it's a mystery bag of 20 comics for 10 bucks. But a lot of times, they'll just write Marvel or DC on there. This time they had a specific Wolverine Deadpool, so I grabbed those, and uh, yeah, so I walked out with a lot of comics. Good for you. Her one son saw the pile of comics. He's like, "What? Did you bring all your comics here?" And I'm like, "No, I just bought these." He's like, "You bought?" <laughs> yeah. Enormous. He thought 46 comics was a lot of comics. Well, to be fair, 46 is a big number. Yeah, it's not as big as 42. That's the answer to everything. But <laughs> technically, it's bigger than 42, Dave. Remember the little Pac-Man guy? The Pac-Man guy eats the bigger number. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that was good. And then not much else. Got ready for a show today. And here we are. Oh, what's Chris saying here? 
Chris says, just saying hi, guys. I'm off to support drag performers. Help support free speech. Have a good show. Thumbs up. Excellent. Do it, man. Oh, so where do where are we going from here? Where do we go from here? We can go to little social media madness. Oh, I got to leave. <laughs> I think my jury rig setup is having issues. I'm starting to have a hard time hearing you for some reason. <laughs> I thought it was jerry rig and not jury. Isn't it jerry rigged? Uh-oh. Is that offensive to jury. German? I'm German. I'm half German. It's fine. No, it's jury rigged. It's jury, jury. rigged? Okay. Yeah, jury rigging. J-U-R-Y. I thought it was jerry rigged. J-E-R-I. No, that, that's only when Seinfeld is involved. That was slap. <laughs> Such a riveting conversation. That, okay, uh, Don says it's today, Don. Okay, I'm wrong. Everyone's telling me it's no way. Okay, 8 bit Ray says jerry rigged. Don it, says jury rigged. Is this a part of the country you live in thing? No, the, the original term comes from maritime lingo. So it, the official, the official original is jury rigging. So tomato <laughs> rigging, yes, the lesser known variant. Again, <laughs> I couldn't find my mute button fast enough. Such a riveting <laughs> conversation. That uh, while you're watching, if they're not yet subscribed, hit that subscribe button down below. Hit the bell for notifications for when we go live. <laughs> All right. On that note, we got some social media madness. First thing, last week we had a guest on the show, Pat Shand, writer of such comics as Robin Hood and many more. I'm sorry um, I missed that. I really and, am kind of upset about that. Destiny New York, which is being turned into a show for or a Showtime show. Not I'm not reading comment. that. I'm not Sorry. reading that, Randy. Not doing it. Uh, hold on. First, before <laughs> I get to Randy's comment, doing it. Kassan oh. said Pat was an excellent guest. I love peeling back the curtains of publishing. Thanks for the great episode. So thanks for that. <clears throat> Glad you liked it. Okay, wait. What did Randy say? No, nope, dude, nope, don't, don't do it. Nope. nope. <laughs> I thought it was to avoid using the hard R. No comment. <laughs> Nine. So you say, okay. <laughs> Not touching it. Ray says, I'm from Baltimore and we don't believe in syllable. That would have been funnier if he just said it like that. Yes. Fair enough. Yes. yes, Randy, don't get us in trouble on YouTube. <laughs> it's very easy to do. Yes. Moving on. Do you remember a little while ago we reviewed? No. We did a retro review of the movie Dungeons and Dragons. No. It was like your favorite episode there jd why are you complaining no <laughs> to which timothy jones said i saw the movie when it came out in ireland it was a lot of fun with plenty of great action side <laughs> note i couldn't find one box of lucky charms while i was over there <laughs> <Fair. laughs> oh my goodness uh oh wait a minute what's this what he doesn't tell you is he had to Google how to spell syllabus. <laughs> Syllables. 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 Ray uh, disagree. Ray disagrees. I'm. I think we should. I think we should also leave that one alone. Yes. So yes. What do people? Let's. What else do we talk about with? All right. We also talked about Elizabeth Olsen. Had recently said that she does not currently have a contract with Marvel for any upcoming movies. To which Peter Devibulus Devibulus. <laughs> said she must have said that about an hour before she signed her new contract with Marvel. Possible. <laughs> Very possible. I did try to see if there was anything new about her having a contract, and I haven't found anything online about it. Well, we've talked about this, though. It's Marvel went to shorter contracts now, right? Yes. You know, that does not having a contract at any point, given point doesn't mean anything no. until 10 minutes before they announced the new movie. True. And then finally, see, it's short uh, this week. 
Mandalorian, guys. We talked about the Mandalorian season three not too long ago. Too John, are you writing a book? What are you doing? Oh, um, wow. Does that really come through? Insanely. Yeah. Oh, wow. I hear <laughs> Sorry. I will uh, fix that. Hold on. Since we're talking about this, <laughs> we were talking about this at work on Friday. I was in a meeting and someone's key, we could hear someone's keyboard clicking. And I, he said something about the type of keyboard. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're very noisy. That must be what my co host has on the podcast because every time he goes to search for something, we can hear. <laughs> so, yes, John, we talked about you at work. Wow. Yeah, the original IBM keyboards had mechanical, was it mechanical levers? And it the sound is very distinctive. And it's really funny because you know how old things become new again. And all the kids, like my nephews, are like, oh, I want that keyboard because that sounds really cool. And I'm like, yeah, it was really cool back in the day in the 80s when there were 40 keyboards in the same place and all you heard was all day. Okay. <laughs> So anyway, finally, we did talk about The Mandalorian Season 3, to which Don replied with, as a Star Wars fan, I am eating good. And it's a picture of Pablo Pascal. Pedro. Pedro. Sorry, Pedro Pascal eating a sandwich. I have seen this meme other places. It's ridiculous. It's a weird meme, I'll be honest with you. I don't know why that's a... It's weird. I don't even know if I appreciate the weirdness. It's just weird. And then finally, Random Randy Savage said... Let's see if I can do this right, because he told me I had to say it a specific way. Good luck with it's, this. It's the Bo-Katan Show, starring Bo-Katan, featuring Baby Groku, Tracy Morgan, Duke Silver, and the Navarro Blues Street Band, and Din Djarin! Featuring Din Djarin, yes. That would be like... That's... Said, you gotta say it like the Saturday Night Live. I know, it's just... But he's not wrong. I don't yeah. know. It was, like, we find out at the end that, like, the Mandalorian was Grogu all the time. They never but, say that. They just that's I just know. an assumption. The Mandalorians but, were the friends yeah. we made along the way. What's up, Classy? <laughs> Marvel isn't <laughs> signing anyone to 12 movie appearances anymore. Sorry, Sam Jackson. Ray's take on that. Oh, wait, Randy said thank you for reading it in. You're welcome, Randy. Kassan says mechanical keyboards became necessary equipment for gamers. The response time is superior to electric keyboards. Really? Yep. Yeah. And the other thing is that because the keys are mechanical, you can actually replace the keys really easily. That is true. Huh. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I like my Mac when the keys die on it. It freaking sucks. The computer's done. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they're not. No, not at all. All right, guys. Believe it or not, that's all the social media man is for this week. Thank God. Oh, thank God, Mikai. Bless so, you. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> if you would like to know, you can follow us on social media. Be part of social media madness. Here's our good friend Don to tell you more. How's the show going? You join it? Do you want to be part of social media madness? And go ahead and head over to superherospeak.com where you can find all the social links, episodes of the show. You can find comic reviews by Chris and other articles. We're posting stuff on there all the time. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Great shows like the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, So Wizard, and Superhero Speak. Hashtag GW All-Stars and you will not be disappointed. So make sure that you 
are engaging with the Superhero Speak Twitter post, whenever they come up, give us your best comment, and you may make JD say this. I get so tired of these dumb motherfuckers. All right, it's back to the show. Nice. (laughs) That's still my favorite. (laughs) Read the last comment. Oh, Ray says, I'm hiring Don for all my propaganda commercials. He's really good at it. He's really good at it. Actually, Don's gotten better, Don said the clicking keeps his wife up through the night. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So what do we got? We got got a commercial break. Oh. And uh, and it's going to be a longer one, so you can go run to the bathroom. (laughs) Sweet. (laughs) All right. So we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with the news. Some podcasts are like this. On top, missionary, pull the leg over. So that way it's like they're on their side of it. So that way it's like you're hitting it from the back, but But you're still getting face action. Yeah. That way you still reach a hand up there. Yeah. Yeah. But you still get deep because you get and face and neck. It's a power position. What would you call that? Like a wine opener? The bop it. You can smack it. You can choke it. You can pull it. You can do everything. And some podcasts are like this. It's hard. It's I'm one day off vaping right now, bro. And I want to fucking smoke a bowl out of my own nuts, bro, of pure nicotine. But only one podcast is where you can get in-depth analysis like this. Oh, we let that slide. That was woo. He's Sweet a bad guy. and sour chicken ass, nigga. <laughs> He's a it's bad guy. Oh, let's just walk over this one. Because he was a villain, we let that slide. That was. Oof. He's a, I forgot villain. about that. My bad. Just because you name a food, nigga, don't make it better, dog. Like it's still racist as shit. It's so much racism, bro. Also, I know ain't no black people wrote this, so I know this is just. This is just that much. You can say whatever you want through his mouth. <laughs> Come on, think of all the racist things you want to say to those Asian people. Get it off his chest. <laughs> It'll be spoken in jive, so it wouldn't hurt so much. Um, <laughs> His sweet jive mouth. <laughs> you are now listening to Call 45. This is Beat'em Down. And I'm Random Randy Savage. Find us on all your podcatching apps like Podbean or Spotify. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or just go to www.com. Cult 45 podcast.com. Also, check out our YouTube for that sweet video content. Cult 45, the only podcast that puts hair on your chest. After these messages, we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm just astounded at how Randy found the two douchiest podcasts <laughs> possible uh, put in that a lot of I'm, I'm sure he's only scraping the top of the barrel at that point. Well, I, I, you're probably right, but having the editing on those and listening to them back to back just makes me lose complete faith in Generation Z I, I, altogether. I can't wait until we get another sponsor like NordVPN or something, and we can just follow that advertisement up with. And if you want to listen to this without people realizing that you're actually listening to this. Wait, Take we have a NordVPN. We have what? a NordVPN sponsorship? No, I would love to, but Oh, I was gonna say that would rule. Here's Ray talking about <laughs> They shit on Ghost Ship 2 two weeks ago and get a pass because I love them. 
Yes, we all love them. And I'm going to say again to anyone watching or listening to this who has a podcast and would like to have us advertise them on our show, please send it over to davidsuperherospeak.com and I will play it on the next episode. We like money. <laughs> you don't want to smoke nicotine from your nuts, says Kassan. Yes, that is true. I don't even know how it's possible, but... To be fair, the guy was one day off of vaping and clearly wasn't thinking straight. <laughs> also, something else real quick. We did get a message from Kassan on the internet. As you do. We didn't do it. Nobody saw us do it. You can't prove anything. <laughs> and he said, after watching last week's episode, let me see if I can find the message. I want to make sure I say this. After watching last week's episode where we had Pat on, he said, hey, it seems you that all you or most of you guys are interested in writing want to start an online writing group we do have stuff live where uh, i like this idea i do too well one of us is really successful at it and he's the one who says we should do it so you're the one that's successful (laughs) i thought you were the I thought you meant Kassan. I was like, no, you're the successful one. I know you've killed me a few times. I know you're successful because for free this time. (laughs) The writer's strike. Yes. That's actually a podcast. Actually, It's the perfect time to start one too. (laughs) True. A lot of writers, not with a lot to do right now, by the way, we support the writers in their strike because writers need to get paid. And these CEOs make too much goddamn money. Spread that wealth around. Have we, have we, yeah, we all know this last week. Because, what? because no, the week. last time there was a writer's strike, it affected everything. Like, Heroes, the TV show just went to shit. Like, a lot of stuff was yeah, really we, affected by Yeah, it. we got The Apprentice from it. Make of that what you will. Oh, yeah, a whole bunch so, of that crap. I will say that, uh, yeah, I think they're just going to go to chat GPT to write all the scripts going forward. I, no, I've seen, they're, they're, now that, like, it's no, in that's the actually, uh, general... Now that it's in the general zeitgeist, there's a lot of there's a lot of reporters that are doing like, oh yes, let's see if ChatGPT can do an, an episode of this sitcom or this. And uh, no, it's just all gobbledygook. It's nowhere near what it can. It doesn't. It's not a true AI. It's only predictive text. It's only just a little bit better than what you've got on your chat uh, on your text message thing on your phone. And you know how good that is. JD's going to be funny without writers. Less, less funny, funny with writers. Yeah. Thanks. Yes, all the writers we have on this podcast. Yeah, JD's his own writer, and he's on strike. No, he can't cross his own pick kick line. Fair. So. Then I guess is... I'll, and I guess I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> that's one. Of the, that's one of, I'm, I keep making the joke because it's one of the things that apparently they are striking about is that some of these com- some of these big companies want to use AI to write scripts. Of course they. Do. So they're striking because they, they wanted a guarantee that they won't use AI. That and they're trying to turn it into a gig thing. Instead, you got writers that are writing for sitcoms and stuff that are making millions of dollars and these guys are getting paid almost as little as what you make at McDonald's. It's stupid. And at the same time, like the head of Warner brothers discovery is making as much just himself as they're asking for all the writers in the entire U S and he's doing a bang up job by the way. I know. Right. Kassan, we'll get back to you. We'll talk about it after we get off the air, how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. John but, needs it. But, yeah, I do. I do. I need, no, I need, oh, yeah, really. No, needs, yeah, but keep I, him, I need keep motivation. It. Yeah, that's what I meant. I wasn't making fun. Oh, no, I, I got it. are using AI to write their songs and are putting ghostwriters out of business. Huh. 
Do you have proof of that, Ray, or is that just when you're crazy? Yeah, I don't know if well, that's a Ray bit or if he's being serious on that. But if you think about it, bad rap is just a bunch of random rhymes. Don's got a good point. Don says the streaming services are not being forthcoming with their viewership of the content. This robs yep. writers of their bargaining power. He's right, man. Yep. He's absolutely yep. right. They're hiding. Ray says that's legit. That's crazy. Yeah. That does because we don't know. Like Nielsen has never really been accurate, but Nielsen's the same. Nielsen is a ballpark estimate. It's almost right. like those, yeah. it's oh, I forget the name of the company that did all the, the comics sell, like the comics thing that all bases the numbers off of Batman. Uh-huh. So they always chart those things. They're not really the numbers. You get a barometer of it with the streaming stuff. Nobody knows. You're on the word of the companies to tell you how many people are watching stuff. And those things seem crazy. Like sometimes Netflix, like eight gazillion people watched Stranger <laughs> Things last week. No. You gotta be like, oh, I guess eight gazillion people watched Stranger Things last week. They use language like the most people who've ever watched a streaming thing on our platform watched this. What does that mean? It could be one more than the last one. You don't, yeah, you just right. don't. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really tired of these big, America is in a bad position because these big corporations are just taking advantage of people like literally in every sense, in every every field and it's just it's getting bad i this it's why we need the writers guild it's why we need these you know these groups that can strike so that we can act, you know we can actually protect or at least get what we deserve it's man it just pisses me off when you hear somebody like the ceo made 560 million dollars and jd says oh he's doing a bang up job like they're losing money hand over fist but they gave him like a raise and instead of they give them a raise instead of paying writers who were the guys who actually could bring them out of their tailspin by making by writing good shows. We have too much of an anti-union push in this company in this country right now, where everybody Jennifer Howard says, I just got a trilogy for my new favorite outright company. So some guy named JD. Hopefully you nice. enjoy it. Sorry, I was going to read the cheap plug. Man, and I had a point and I lost it and I went for ego instead. And bad, bad people, bad are, podcaster, bad. People are bashing unions more and more. Oh, yeah. Country. Thank you. Because there's this big anti union push in this country right now where the Writers Guild of America protects writers, right? They're going to yes. make sure stuff gets done. They're going to make sure, because again, without the writer, you don't have anything. Very few guys are like the aforementioned James Gunn, who, by the way, is a member of the, of the Writers Guild of America, you know, can just do their own things support we need to support people like this speaking of writers making it good did you hear jim lee trying to get to some news it was oh yeah oh yeah that's right he wasn't he was, well he, he, did he, you he read those write. did you read those issues of wildcats my friend come on <laughs> <clears throat> he still wrote them yeah. uh yes he's he has been officially announced as the president of dc president uh, publisher couple other things that i forget is that a good thing or a bad i met him but he wasn't no he's he's cool from a business jim lee is a very successful businessman always has been yeah and dc has been in a better place since cutting to do i still don't think they're quite as good as they were when levitz was around the show but i I think this is a good move i do like most people seem to be a fan of jim lee so i think too i'm sure it could be said the same could be said for some of the other people that have led them but he is a fan too like he loves all these characters he loves batman and superman he's worked on all of them i, I like it gets funny not, maybe not everyone loved hush but like he wanted to do hush in the regular run he didn't want it to be a prestige book that wasn't yeah. him though his art is really good in hush Je- the problem with hush is jeff Loeb. 
Okay. Had a great, right. the Jeff Loeb had a great ending right there and then decided to get really stupid with his ending. Like he tried to outdo the long Halloween and outdid nothing. Is Drew asks, is Gunn on strike from his DC duties? I don't know. That's interesting because he's a producer and because he's a writer and because he's an executive, I would assume, I don't know, maybe he's just not yes. writing a script right now. That means I, he yeah, he's not writing, out. but he can still be putting together their lineup and all that. Yeah. That means he has to pick it outside of his own house. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, that is an interesting question, and I'm actually going to scrub his Twitter timeline. I, I I follow him, but I haven't seen anything with him. I imagine it's an awkward position because he's both a suit and a writer. I don't know. Well, there there are a lot of reports of actors like going out to support yeah, the, the writer, like bringing food to the picket lines and all that. Uh, there's much more support this time, and because remember the 2007 writer strike, the, the late night shows kept going. They just went riderless. Now they're all like, we're done. We're not going to work. We support our teams. So I think that this time around, there's a lot more because of social media. Social media can be a good thing. There's a lot more support for the writers in two, than there was in 2007. I wonder, though. In, in some cases, they will, they were still supporting him. John Stewart and some of the late night guys, they all got together. Who's the orange haired guy? I forget. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien. They all got together and Colbert. And uh, they would like they did cross promotion of their shows. But they were up front and saying, look, our writers are on strike. We support them. So what you're but seeing this, here is just. But this you know, time they're not even doing that. They're just running yeah. reruns, which I think is a better move from them. I think there's I think that there's a lot more support. Again, it's when you can leverage social media. I think that's a good thing. Races heroes suffers horribly from the writer's strike. Oh, here, he heroes! The, here, the, that was the death of the actual series. Like it just went off the rails at that point. It did. And That's then, season one of Heroes is like a really great season of tele, single season of television. They never for should have end. gone back. Um, yeah, again, Lobe never really sticks in, but I, I thought the end was all right. I think the problem well, is they came back. The end was we wanted to see the big battle between the guy collecting and Peter Petrelli. Yeah. Yeah, and we didn't get that. We just got time for all. Uh, oops, time travel, and that was it. But to oops, time travel was part of the show from the get go. That was written to the fabric of the program. Oh, true, because of what he, hero heroes. Powers. Yeah. yeah. So wow, we're reviewing television that's young. That's reviewing a television series that's older than most of my kids that I teach. So, so anyways, I getting back to Jim Lee. <laughs> Bring it back. I, Bring it back. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think I do think that's I think it's a good thing. I think he's a fan and and he'll do right by the characters. No, it's his. He's he's been he was he's been the co-publisher for well over a decade. Right. So this is nothing really new. It's just more of a firming things up and getting I, staying in good graces with the, the aforementioned David Zasloff. Douchebag that he is. With <laughs> what's this from, from the, Don. This Don will it. kill late night TV with less and less people watching content during a certain time. I think this strike will put the final nails of the coffin of the late night talk shows. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think it's gonna last that long. We have radio. I think it'll be hey, fine. Hey, even so the late night talk shows, they're a juggernaut. They don't have the same the same issues that like daytime soaps did. Like they're the late night shows are still have a clientele. Yeah. There's the, a lot of people still watch there's only two soaps left, States of Our Lives in General Hospital. Yeah, and it was because of the idea in the 1950s that the woman stayed home and took care of the house. And so that's what they were catered to. But the late night shows are for, they just have random demographics and people are still up at, uh, mi at midnight watching them. And, you, uh, and the, they have really good hosts these days. So. That's, that's actually not true. The ratings have been down for 
years on these things. Right. Well, people don't consume media like they used to. People are not watching you. TV anymore. They're watching stuff on YouTube and Twitch and all that yeah. stuff. And but so late night stuff will be one of the last things to go on normal network TV. No, the last know? thing that's going to go on normal network TV would be news. Everything yeah, else probably. Would that's already gone. That's, that's let's let's be let's be honest. Like local local news is the only thing that's really left. The was it five o'clock or was it the six o'clock news or eight o'clock news show? The big ones they don't matter anymore. I, I think well, that's got a point here. Reality TV meaning more like milf mansion. Yeah, you're gonna. Oh God! Of, and eight, that Ray stuff. says that's good. I TV hope that classy. does. I bet Ray loves that. The way people consume media is TikTok light night. You know, kidding. The way people consume media is that we were talking about some other show recently, like how everything is in contention. We are in contention with late night media because you could be watching our show or you could be watching smart television. There's so much fighting for people's attention spans now. So what people, but here's the thing. They're getting to tell the stuff that is on television is making more money than ever before. There's more money in TV than there's ever been, especially stuff for like sports content. Uh, astronomical you know what astronomical that's going to be the last thing that dies live sports live sports live sports is the lifeblood of television yeah so all right let's move on (laughs) speaking of television loki season two has been delayed it was supposed to be out last month they're saying it's going to take a little while they're saying what was the official reason something about production and continuity issues but the rumor is they're looking at how to replace Jonathan Majors. So I tell you what, <sighs> I got an idea. Can you review all of MILF Mansion? <laughs> not and not get us kicked off of YouTube. Let's leave yes, it at that. Yeah, I am yeah. not a mature enough man to not. Get, I would be like, it would, I would be more of not worth Andy's show at this point if I were to say what I want to say about that. I have some <laughs> not thoughts. Worth it. I have some thoughts regarding Jonathan Majors based on what I saw today. Okay. That directions I think Marvel could go in. But I'll save that for the show, for the review of the show or something. I don't know. You mean the review of the movie? The review of the movie on the show, yes. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't think you can go back and change, redo the show. Like, I think it's going to be. No, but you can take out some parts. You can do some creative editing. Yeah. And we have no idea how big of a role he plays in this. No. So it might not be that big a deal. We also don't know what's going to happen with Jonathan Majors. I'm sure Marvel has to get its ducks in a line because I'm sure they had a sweet-ass contract for Jonathan Majors who has managed to make things worse for himself every time you hear his name mentioned. So, Pretty yeah. much, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, he should just be hiding under a rock somewhere. And then there's Ezra Miller, who's going to be in a movie that makes a shit ton of money this year. And DC's, the movie's really good. You see that someone tweeted, I think it was one of the production guys, like, this movie is so good, you're going to forget what an asshole Ezra Miller is like there's an actual comment. I, My hope is for the World League of Lightsaber <laughs> Duels. <laughs> All right, there, Randy. Are there. Oh, so also speaking of Marvel, did you hear that Spider-Man Four? They're saying is fast tracked, and they're rumored to be released in August of 2025. Not anymore. What? Yeah, not anymore. We have a, we have a writer's strike. Oh, oh, Nothing oh, is yeah. moving forward. Oh, well, yeah. of course, but that is the current rumor of about the movie i wasn't even sure if they were going to do a spider-man 4 with it with marvel but yeah no they want to keep moving forward with the characters so why not he's the biggest name right now for them yeah sure why not especially having seen what i saw today there's not much left on the shelf what would you want from a spider-man 4 at this point more spider-man guys a great question what would i want from a spider-man movie at this point what i'd like something that we haven't seen before 
Put me on well, the spot. You, We're getting a shitty Craven movie, so that's off the table. You're getting Spider-Man the way it's like you said. You've said in our past discussions with JD, it, it it was surprising to find that all three of these Spider-Man movies were just the prelude to actual Spider-Man, where he's unknown, he's on yeah. his own, and all that. So they like they've got Greenfield here to work with. They, like, well, yeah, they, they want more a lot Tatum. now. But who do you use? Because again, a big part of these superhero villains is who, or superhero movies is who's the villain, right? Because you need a guy to play off of. So who do we have for Spider-Man to play off of that we hasn't have, been accounted for? Like he killed have, Mysterio, so that that's out. Right. Do we have him um, working Doc Ock has been done. Do we have Dave? him working for the Daily Bugle? I would. Yeah. Yeah, because we get more J. Jonah Jameson. I want more of that guy. He's yeah. fantastic. So... Yeah, villain-wise, I don't know. Because that's the thing. You're saying, yeah, they with No Way Home, they gave us a version of Green Goblin and Doc Ock. That's what I'm saying. Could yeah. do the Hobgoblin. True. I, I bet some of Osborne's tech is floating around, so you could do a Hobgoblin story. But Hobgoblin wasn't just tech, right? He was also mystical. Not at yeah, first. Okay, 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 here we go. Or the demo goblin. Oh, like, here we go. So yeah, demo goblin is, but but that's nothing. But the second, okay, the first hobgoblin, Roderick Kingsley, not Phil. Not oh, that's what you can do. You could totally do it. You could have them think that Ned is the goblin. That's totally what you can do because Ned Stacy, not Stacy. Yeah, Ned Ned Leeds. Excuse me, Ned Stacy. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Ned Leeds is was who we thought was the Green Goblin. But then they went back and revealed that it was always going to be Peter, not Peter David. It was always going to be Roger Stern's plan to have roderick kingsley be the hobgoblin the hob yeah the hobgoblin and then they revealed that so the second gob hobgoblin philip masondale or jason masondale was the original jack-o'-lantern he was the hobgoblin who just took the gear and then during inferno that x-men crossover then he became mystical and then they did the demo goblin later on i love kane that's cool if you did this that's something we could do too because kane that's the spider clones you you could do spider clones that would i don't i think that's an interesting challenge you, bring you could do Kingpin one. too because you've got Daredevil. Kingpin's, the, there. Kingpin's yeah. there. You could do Kingpin. Do you There's bring in Jackal here. and do the the Clone Saga from the original storyline? Yeah. Some sort of you could cobble together some sort of Clone story from all of the material. Vulture is still out there. Vulture is still out there. There's a lot they could do. I just don't know what Kingpin versus Spider-Man would be fun. I think they got Kingpin dog-eared for Daredevil right now. Yeah. I do too. Kingpin and Spider-Man with Daredevil. I'd like to see some Spider-Man Daredevil crossover more because of that street level hero thing. Yeah. That's always good. So yeah, I, I like the idea of Hobgoblin. I like the idea of some clone stuff. I like the idea of maybe it's just a gangland war story, right? Like the Rose. I, and if you're going to use Kingpin, you could do a Rose story or the Scourge of the Underworld. That'd be fun. Like there's a lot of stuff you could do now that I think about it. I only like the idea of doing the clone stuff because... Feige gave us one more day, basically, in the last Spider-Man movie and made it good. Yes. That's the challenge. Can you take what's... The Clone Saga's had a lot of rose-colored glasses for you, even me. It pushed me away from comics, but I came to appreciate lots of it. So I think that there's stuff you could do with Spider-Clones. I really do. Bullshit isn't out there. He's in another universe now. Yeah, but no one liked Morbius. Nobody cares about Morbius. (laughs) No, more Morbius... Doesn't see you, Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot. There's a lot. I'm interested, actually. Yep. All right. So final bit of news here, I think, was... Oh, no. Two more news stories. First, this is bothering me so much. Adam Driver has been signed to be in the Fantastic Four movie. Is, is that official? Yeah, it came out. Oh, I missed that. It, it came out that he's... Reportedly. Signed it. 
That's not so, confirmed. It's not confirmed, but you're not going to give up. Like, just like it was reportedly that uh, what's his face was going to be Ant Man, and he's oh, no, that's not yeah, true. true. And he was Ant Man. Yeah, I never would have thought of Adam Driver as Reed Richards. He can play cold and detached. I would just rather see him as Doom. Quite frankly, I think Adam Driver as Doom would be a lot more fun. Paul is the true villain for Spider Man. Paul. It's rumored that he's signed the contract. Yeah, it's rumored that he signed the contract. Paul, I'm okay with it. He was fun. We got our John Krasinski in Multiverse. Okay, that's cool. We at least got to see it. Adam Driver, we he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. Yeah, I would like to see him as Doctor Doom. Not yeah, me too. I, that's what I'm thinking. Oh, oh I, finally, the real Doctor Doom, not the not these other. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't. We're not going to get a. We're not going to get a Fox version of Doctor Doom. <sighs> I hope to God not. Yeah. Who's Paul? I don't know. I said <laughs> Paul and Spider-Man. Like, in my head, I'm going through all this Spider-Man stuff. I don't... Paul is a new character in the Spider-Man comic. Oh, that's right. I don't want to talk about this, Ulysses. I read the, I read the press release today saying they're going to kill Mary Jane. I actually tweeted for her on the show about how much I hate monthly comics. It's nothing but gimmick after gimmick to try to get you to buy numbers in these comics that are stupid and overinflated. I just I hate the gimmickiness of modern corporate comics i just i can't stand it i absolutely yeah. can't stand it it's dumb yeah no paul no paul we don't want fuck paul, paul. <laughs> okay then hey paul's not my type and then finally did you guys see oh pardon me the trailer for dune part two i did i saw it today yep. well good i don't know i okay i'm gonna this is gonna sound like a joke but i don't mean it to be came off a little dry <laughs> i don't mean that to be the joke but it's also there, and I'm not man enough not to make it. It wasn't spicy enough for you? Oh. <laughs> That's just the worms in your brain saying oh. that. <laughs> I was yeah. I don't, it looks fun. It looks No, actually, it does not look fun. Fun is not the word you could use for Dune. I was no. sitting next to Andy. He looks and goes, Dad, this looks like Star Wars. And I'm like, <laughs> it's complicated, buddy. And like the trailer ends, and he goes, I want to see Star Wars. And I said, yeah, I think America said the same thing after Doom came, the last <laughs> Doom came out. But uh, I'll see it. I like the first. I didn't love the first. But game, here's, but I, I liked I, it. I have a question in all seriousness. And you know what? Anyone in the chat can chime in on this too. I'm sure they will. Does anyone want to go to the theater to see Dune Two? Since the first one was free on HBO Max, we don't know how many people are free. Yes, so. I do want to see it in the theater because that's a movie that Dune was the one movie that I saw on HBO Max where I went, I wish I would have watched this in the theater just because of how big the yeah. scope was on everything. And the fact that I didn't, I'm, I'd like to have seen it in the theater. But at the same time, it's like a three and a half hour movie. Yeah. I'm of two, I'm of two minds of the subject. I want to see it. Yeah. And this is where we, part two is where we find out if they're going to be truer to the original novel. Is which Paul a god? Is Paul really a god or is he, or is his mother just a conniving person who Don, tricked everybody into thinking he was a god? Don's right. It's enough to turn your brown eyes blue. <laughs> Not, that's a six-year-old joke. <clears throat> that's a long-haul joke. Yeah. I'm, Classy says I'm seeing Dune 2 over the Marvels, so releasing the same month. As well as the Hunger Games prequel. I'm checked out on the Hunger Games, man. I really like those books. I loved Mockingjay as a book. I read it in one sitting. Loved it. I could not stand the movie part one. It just left me so like me. So I just checked out on all things Hunger Games. The Marvels looked fun. But again, I was, eh, eh. I like Kamala Khan. But I'm like, eh, I'm not feeling it. I, I don't know. I think it'll be better than you think it is. Um, it can't be worse than I think it is. I'll tell you that. I don't think it's yeah. terrible, but it's not. Like I said, the vast majority, and today, again, 
we'll get to this. I'm so uninspired by Marvel's output. I still remain there. Or cinematography and until this, we'll talk IMAX. about that. I agree with that. I agree with that. I think this is what it should be seen in IMAX because Denny Villeneuve is going to make it big, and movies on IMAX should be big. big. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I feel like they put stuff on IMAX that shouldn't be there. They put almost everything they can because it's make more money. expensive. Yeah, yeah. It makes them. And then I'll, when you leave the theater, they make more money on hearing aids because they just the audience is now deaf. The audience, I know, right? One of the greatest it, Simpsons gags ever. Yes. Is it just? Actually, I didn't know that was a Simpsons gag because the last oh time I God. went, I don't go to IMAX theaters anymore because it's just too loud. And you're anyway. just too old. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll come back with our main topic. The Guardians of the Galaxy have no place in my world. Kiss your mom with that face. Oh, no. Some corners of the universe consider him God. It's a face-off. Well, I guess we'll die trying. I decided I try and ain't our thing no more. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Rated PG-13. Get tickets now. After these messages, we'll be right back. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I don't know why I got stuck at the end there. Yeah, well, dramatic pause. <laughs> the movie was too awesome and it blew it out. All right. So, yes, we are here to talk Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, real quick. What did Kassan say here about the Marvels? The Marvels was dry and underwhelming. I think people went Alison Brie to succeed because she's a woman who has been hammered in media. Alison Brie is the one from Community. This is Brie Larson. Yeah, <laughs> Alison Brie, Alison Brie, Brie Larson, like mm. both attractive. I don't know, man. I, okay. All right, I like the Miss Marvel show. It was fun. It was at least different. Yeah, and we know like Brie Larson when she's given a good script can at least show emotion. Is she in um, the new? Is she in the new Fast and the Furious movie? I thought I saw her in that trailer today. Everybody's in the fast. That's true. Everyone movies. is in the fast. But you're right. <laughs> I am. I am not sure. I don't literally to those trailers. All right. All right. Let's talk Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Let's start off like we always do with some numbers to get a pulse of what we're talking about here. Rotten Tomatoes critic score eighty one percent. Audience score ninety five percent. That's about right. Box office numbers as of the time of this show. So obviously this isn't the final because it's Sunday. 114 million domestic, 168 million international, so 282 million worldwide. So they should probably break 300 before the end of the weekend. And of course, we did an audience poll us here as we do on Superhero Speak to ask you guys what you thought. I gave the same kind of answers I always do. Best of the MCU. It was good. It was okay. I didn't like it. The lowest at 2.7% was it was okay. The next highest was I didn't like it at 
then it was good at 37.8 and 45.9 percent of the audience said best of the mcu i want to clarify here best of the mcu doesn't mean it was the best movie of the mcu it's one of the best that was asked that by a clarified dick yeah no it just means it's like one of the top one of your top movies a couple comments on this here we've got randy chiming in with uh, James Gunn is going to bring DC Comics back, I hope. <laughs> and Gassan said, I ha- I've already commented, but I feel like Disney has lost an asset in James Gunn. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you oh, yeah. see that the MCU has confirmed more Star-Lord coming, not Guardians of the Galaxy, just Star-Lord? I only wonder how the MCU can compare in quality without Gunn. He also said, I almost forgot to heap praise on the guy who played... <laughs> The high evolutionary Chuck Wood, Chuck Woody, uh, Wooji? Chuck Woody Wooji. For his portrayal of the high evolutionary stealing stellar acting. I hope the man finds more screen time in the MCU. Agreed. We will return to that concept. All right. So let's do as we always do. Oh, okay. Don's confirming it is her and Momoa in the Fast and Furious. So let's do what we always do. No spoilers yet. Let's go around the room. Was everyone's initial reaction to this movie as they came out of the theater? And JD, since you just came from the theater, you can go first. I loved it. It was one of my, it's the best Marvel thing I think I've seen probably since Infinity War. Hi. Yeah, I did like it more than, and I love No Way Home. I thought this was a better story. I thought it was fantastic. All right. John? Best thing since Endgame. Like, just, yeah. Like, they, they're they going to regret letting James Gunn go. They need more people like this to write their stuff. Brie Larson was in Community too. Say what? JD loved it? Loved it. That was no, it's not surprising. I hmm. will say that I really liked this movie. I don't know if I loved it, but I really liked really? it. Really? Yeah, I got huh. a couple little minor issues with the movie. Nothing major, just a couple little things where I was like, eh, I wish they had done this different. And we'll get into that. Nothing. There's like, always, you can always nitpick it, but overall, like, that's your overall? Like, let's hear that. Brie is Paul Walker's sister. Oh, in the movie? Uh, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. It doesn't. None of those, nothing about those movies makes sense, but that's a good point. <laughs> Hasn't made any sense since what the second one? The first, one's a, the first one's a point break knockoff that wound up being so much more successful than point break. It's not even funny. So, yes, I think all three of us say it's good. We enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it, go out and see it. It's a good Marvel movie. It's definitely the best thing they've put out in a little while. Go see it. And now we're going to get into spoilers. So if you have not seen the movie yet and don't want spoilers, you can stop here, come back later and finish up. And if you don't care about spoilers because you've seen it or you just don't care about spoilers, here we go. Uh, oh, wait, what did Kassan say here? Yeah, there are some details, but the quality and the writing and the acting swept the small inconsistencies under the rug. Okay. No, it's interesting, like, that they focus so much on rock. This is Rocket's story, right? Like the first two movies were definitely Star Wars, Peter's story. And now all of a sudden it's, this is all Rocket, which there's nothing wrong with that. It's a team movie. You can concentrate on different characters, right? So, you know, especially when you get such good motivation from them. See you classy. Hope you enjoy it. So yeah, it starts off with they're all, they're in nowhere. Peter is drunk again. 
over losing Gamora, and which again, an interesting thing. It's they did that before, right? Did they do that in the, the holiday special? Or they hinted at it. In the they holiday? hinted at it. The holiday special kind of sets this up because it had been six years since part two and part three. Okay, so I, this holiday special kind of bridged the gap. Don't forget, they were dust for five years. Mm-hmm. So both of them, except for Rocket and um, Gamora, or not Gamora, Nebula, which. That's one of the things I really love about this movie. Let's talk about that first. The relationship between Rocket and Nebula. They were much closer friends because of all the time they spent during the dusting. Dor- yeah, and I think they did a great job of portraying that in this movie. Like, absolutely. Karen Gillan is absolutely fantastic. My wife said they actually her character grew so much from the first movie to this one. Yes. And I agree. Yep. Like It's far and away the biggest character journey. It's She's really good in it. Really good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like she's she goes on almost the same, not the same, but like a character journey like Tony Stark did through all of the movies, right? Went very from, much. Went from like just straight up mustache crawling villain to one of the most important characters in this uh, team. I think she was a mustache twirling villain. I think she was a sympathetic villain because again, and yeah. it makes sense to have the relationship between her and Rocket that because they have the same origin. Yes, true. They're but very, but in the beginning, she was just the Terminator type. I'm yeah, coming from that's much. it. Like, very much, know. very much. But again, it was like sympathy because you know she was tortured by her father. She was tortured, right? And yeah. then you get to see this slow evolution toward her. So in this one, she like she's she's like the chief, not protagonist, but she's like the chief supporting character. The movie. Like a lot of what she does really helps drive the story. Yeah, like it's definitely it's funny too because Rocket is on the sidelines for most of this movie. Right. I do. I'd like technically. Yeah, I like I mean, that. The, the um, I like that storytelling technique. Like he's in a coma, but they get the flashbacks of his origin, which it's, ties it into the high evolutionary. It's a little cliche, but because I don't think we've seen it before in this type of in this type of a Marvel movie, in this type of Mar- in movie like a Marvel movie, I'm saying, I think it works because it's an old technique that I haven't. I can't remember the last time I saw it. Yeah, and but it's also the beginning of movie. We get introduced to Adam Warlock. He comes <sighs> flying into nowhere and starts attacking everyone because he was sent there by the sovereign to get revenge for them and i think that was the only thing that we did not need in this movie disagree like, i don't know he anything everything he did could have been done by random heavy number four it just they could have had I, one, of, one of those mechanic one of those mechanical guards for the new home planet go, go in and get destroyed, but in before they got destroyed, it could have hurt Rocket, and this, the same situation okay. would have occurred. Okay, you know? so here's kind of here's, no, here's the thing about Warlock in this movie. The Guardians of the Galaxy movies are about family, but they're also about broken families and finding family. Very much like the Fast and the Furious movies, if you will. <laughs> it's very much about family. It's very oh, much about family. finding family where you don't expect it. I got right. Family. That is the theme of it, and Adam Warlock's point of his, like his insight and that is inciting incident but like his change comes in the moment where his mother dies and now he mm-hmm. finds himself to be an orphan and then he is accepted by this band of orphans which is the theme that we see really throughout this movie is finding family where you don't expect it's, it we see it with rocket we see it with the it's, guardians it's it's a theme throughout the whole series oh, series but it's yeah. it's such a small part of this movie and it all I, it did was add more characters to, it, it took away a little bit of the oxygen from my only the other stuff that was going on my, my only, only, i thought it was my good. only issue is the portrayal of adam warlock kind of being an idiot kind of character what is adam warlock's defining characteristics 
from the comics. He was genetically engineered to be a protector or something. That's you know what I'm saying. Like he just any any kind of a he, flat character. He, he, uh, but he was he was no, big he, in the Infinity War. Like he wasn't no, he was not an idiot at all. No, but he's he's just there. He's a cipher for action. In the original Infinity Gauntlet series, he just comes back, and it's not like he has these great character moments, which is why the character struggles. There's not a lot of depth to the character, and here he's a child. She even says it. He was brought out of his cocoon too early. He's a child. So I think that works for him being an idiot. Because again, I work with teenagers. They are dumb. Even the smartest of them are dumb. La Familia. Thank you, Don. <laughs> I get it. But again... Ah, Joey. What did we get from Adam Warlock that we couldn't have gotten out of somebody else? The path to the future. Yeah, I know. That's what it feels like. It's like we had the cocoon in the first one. No, he's a bridge. He, he's a bridge. Like he's part of the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. He's a bridge. I mean, I don't disagree Rockets with that. in the Guardians of the Galaxy, though. Rockets the leader, though, the new Guardians of the Galaxy. We see the I next like we see the all, next version of I only I, my only issue is I feel like they could have portrayed him a little smarter. That's all. Other than that, but again, it makes sense in the story because he's an idiot. He didn't think about it. He just flew in and started fighting. And that's how Rocket gets hurt. So it works in the concept of the story. Exactly as JD said, they need to introduce the next generation early or else have a fall. Yeah, yeah you know, I get it, Cassandra. I mean, like that, but that's what I, I feel like that's the only reason it was in here is because they had his introduction technically in the cocoon in a prior movie. They hadn't gotten around to doing anything with him yet. And James Gunn had to get him, put him on the board before he walked out the door so that he was available for the next Marvel movie. I honestly feel like that moment where he saves Star-Lord is a good moment because it is his character growth. It is his character development. Like, he's changing. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, but we didn't spend enough time with him. We like, had a he, three, he barely I, says, but you he don't, barely says anything. You don't need to. You don't need to spend. My, this is the thing. You don't need to spend all this time with characters if you maximize the minutes that you have. And he's well, a supporting character. Like a supporting character doesn't need all that stuff because they aren't the driver of the story. I had a not a huge issue with that, but I did have an issue with Adam saving Peter. I felt semantically it would have been much better if Gamora saved him because he saved her in the first movie. Be, but it's not okay. I'm glad you brought this up, and I love that they did this. This isn't the same Gamora, and they keep driving right. that. Home. No, it's they do until Gamora. the end, and that's what pissed me off even more. That when, when they both pause, when after they say goodbye and she's going to walk, they both stop. There's still feelings there. So I like, disagree. No. Disagree with that because no, no. again, she again the theme of family. You cut back to Gamora with the Ravagers, with her band of Ravagers. They're all hugging her, and she's got a smile on their face. That's her family. That's that, just an acknowledgement. That's just a, of an acknowledgement of like maybe in another time. It's like Casablanca, right? That's the Casablanca moment where Bert, where Bogart looks at Bergman, and they're like, maybe it's, maybe in another life this could have worked. You got to get on that plane, kid. That's exactly this, what that was. This is nah. an old time travel trope or fiction trope where all it takes is just the right moment to start a relationship. Yeah. They are not going to have that moment anymore because right. she's not there, but she's still mostly the same person. So yeah, and she's, she understands that he had something with the other her, her. and she says, and, for, she, and she acknowledges it and she right. walks away. She because walks, she's still she not that. They had that group hug where Warlock's like, I want my, I want a family. Warlock gets in on that hug and Gamora watches it and sees it. And she has an opportunity to make a choice. 
and her choice was to walk away. Thank yeah. you, Drew. Drew says, I agree with JD about Gamora. I don't like it. I know. You're not supposed to like it, though. You're supposed to feel bad for heartbreak. You're supposed to feel... Because, again, Bogart and Bergman should be together in Casablanca. They should be together. We see those two. We well, want that, them to be together, but they that, can't because of the circumstances. There's a war going on. He can't leave Casablanca. Well, that, she has to get her ass out of there. That's one of the things that knocks it down a couple points in my my book. See, it doesn't... It, it doesn't knock it down. No, yeah. that's the beauty of it, man. Nope. It's the pain. That's the defining characteristic of Star-Lord. That is literally his defining characteristic. And it has driven these movies. And it cheapens Infinity War if she comes back and becomes the same person. Which is what happens in comics all the time. Which is why I'm mad about this Mary Jane thing. Because in three, four years, someone's going to say, hey, I want to write Mary Jane. And they're going to let her come back from the dead again. Because that's just the way it goes. Like, the one thing I can say for the MCU is they've made this shit matter. When characters die, it matters. Even bringing them back, what happened in the past matters. And I love that about this. Yeah. There has to be consequences or nothing make, nothing means anything. Right. It kind of, it sounds right. It goes, change needs to happen or else you have stale storylines. That's one of the problems of printed comics. Comics are stuck in stasis. Con you're 100% right. They're in a constant yep. state of act two. A constant state of act two. And how do you do that? Over the course of decades, you struggle, which is why printed comics are a hard thing. And that's why you eventually you get bored with them after a while. They just it's just the reality of dang. I just typed dang. I every, oh wait, dang, <laughs> everything I just typed JD said again. See, so you're in uh, yeah, the same path. It's a great movie. Brilliant. It's an absolutely great movie. All right. Well, we can circle back to that. Let's see. So, yeah. So he gets hurt. We find out that he's got a fail safe in him. He can't they can't just use a med pack on him or he'll die. But if they don't use a med pack on him, he'll die. You know, that one of those. That is it. See, and that's a really good motivation for this entire movie. That and the high evolutionary. Like, we've talked about this before. For a good movie or a good script, you need a good antagonist. And this is the best one I've seen so far, except, I mean, with the exception of Thanos. I, I, I might even be better than Thanos because you hate him way more than Thanos. He's so much more evil than Thanos. Yeah, because Thanos right. was dispassionate about this. This guy is. Yeah, no, I want it. I'm he's kill you. I hate and you. this is what I've always loved about the High Evolutionary is he's Joseph Mengele, right? Yeah, he's Marvel's yeah. Joseph Mengele, and man, did they pull that off super well here? Like again, yeah. and he's he comes. Thanos was like believed in what he said, but there was like a pathos to him, right? He was yeah. like trying like Thanos didn't see himself as the villain but we did this guy doesn't see himself as a villain but he's a freaking butcher and he's just he's a megalomaniac whereas thanos was just napoleon the if you were with if you were with yeah with thanos you'd be like this is the guy if you're not with thanos he's a madman even the people with the high evolutionary are like this dude's nuts yeah he, hey. even thanos was like he was get trying to get rid of half the population of the universe to, to save, save the it. other half He's but, like, but this guy is just, I made some guy, I made an entire population of sentient creatures. I'm just going to kill them all and start right. over again. Like well, no fucks enough. given at all. Right. It's not good. Like a kid with like a kid playing with ants. Right. Yeah. Just squishing so them. The best part is when Peter is confronting him and he's like telling him like, you're just a man. And he's like giving his whole like speech. I don't and, care. And Peter's I don't. <laughs> care i've like, heard it i've heard it too, heard I've heard it too heard many times exactly yeah. like and it's perfect it is it's just yeah screw this like you're just an idiot another 
megalomaniac who wants to take over the universe, and I'm done with this. Man, I'll tell you something. I cried over a CGI otter, and I was like, oh, you oh my God, yeah. got me. You Lila. freaking bastards got me. Tears in my eyes when she died, and when they and- did the thing in heaven. I was like, Rocket's going to die. And then he didn't. And I was worse. And he goes, it's okay, so, Dad. It's okay. I am gonna, and, and Teeth's and Floor. Teeth's and Floor were there. Oh. oh, That was one of the things about this movie, too, that was interesting. All of the trailers had you believing someone was going to die. Yeah. And in the movie, they fake you three or four times that one yeah. of the characters is going to die. And then, nope, they all live. Sir, I believe if you check the records of this show, I claim that nobody would die. I want you to go back and listen to those. I said nobody was going to die. Fair enough. Sniffed it out. John was convinced it was... I thought it was going to be Rocket. John thought Rocket was going to die. No, I I I thought thought it was going to be John Batista because he didn't want to play... Yeah, yeah, he didn't want to play Drax anymore. But even Drax... At one point, they faked this out with Drax. I thought... There's various points in this movie where that's the amazing thing about this. This is very, I was unsure myself various times. Of me. I thought for sure Quill was dead when his face changed shape. I was like, oh, he's dead. They did the Tim Robbins and Mission to Mars where, you know, you, you freeze to death. And then Warlock saved him. I was like, oh, okay, I'll take that. There's various points in the movie. I thought every single one of them was going to die. A little known fact, you don't freeze that quickly in space because there's nothing to transfer the heat out of your body to because there's no atmosphere. So it's cold, but it takes a long time for the heat to emanate out of your body because there's nothing for that heat to transfer to. There's no no particles, yeah, no, you're die no matter. First, I think. Yeah. Now, now um, tell me about how we don't have talking raccoons. I know, right? I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Except okay. he is. He found out he's a raccoon, so he's I, rocket I, raccoon I, now. And he saved his has... he saved his little brothers and sisters at the end. Oh. oh. God. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Hassan said, I hope well the high done. evolutionary remains. The guy is the real deal, powerful genius, and rakes. against our moral. I think he means ranks. ranks. No, no, against... rakes. Like he like scrape and like scrape. Oh, rakes, rakes against, against our moral, moral conscience. Very yeah, similar. Right. I thought he was worse. So I have this crazy idea, right? He wants a utopia. With... I think that's a bull. I think that's bullshit. I don't think he wants a utopia with no pain and anger. I think he wants to keep fucking with shit. And it's what rocket... with it and moves on. It's exactly what yeah, Rocket tears. said. He Rocket, doesn't, so you just he doesn't like want to make things, things better. Yeah. You just don't like things the way they are. Yeah, that's right. exactly what it is. Yeah. That's and, just and, like, like Mangala. Mangala just wanted to do shit to see what would happen. Oh, it's for science. It's for science. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens and, if and, I put you underwater. Or feed you castor oil for, for, for like, month. which people basically had diarrhea to death. Mm-hmm. A lot of Jews did because of that. Not this show. Wonder, wonderful uh, facts that I've got in my brain. Yeah. But Not just to go. Show. Just, just, to, okay. just to go, you would just go back one thing though. I, I just, I can't stop harping on this. Thanos, you would want to stop. The high evolutionary, you want to get in a line and beat the shit out of him. Like, man, just God, I hated just, him. Yeah, I think it's the most detestable villain Marvel has put out yet. And hold on, I, if I'm Kevin Feige, I'm trying to retcon this into him being a variant of Kang and just make him play Kang quite frankly because jonathan majors is in trouble and they got to figure something else out and i think the answer to their prayers is right here there that's what i would do issue. now there is not according to don to get back real quick to the space scene and the face freezing like we saw yondu do the same thing and he was dead so that's the other thing you think oh my god they just killed mm-hmm. peter because yeah. we set that up in a previous movie i saw that before so again they're using good storytelling stuff it's a callback and then he's saved right yeah. it's great man i 
you know what my big takeaway from this movie is? Do you know what my big takeaway from this movie is? What? James Gunn's ready to do Superman. Oh, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. There's yeah. so much hope and happiness and sadness and up and down emotional journey. This is a man that can do Superman. I'm yeah. very excited. For he future. still has to prove himself to me. For well, They all do. They all do. Fair. Oh, but did, did you like the point with God touching David? The, I did. The, the, I caught that. It was a little heavy-handed. Hard to miss little, that. Little, little I, know, I know, but that's only one step away from Superman. Fair. Jesus that's imagery. True. That's true. Kassat says, in the grand scheme of things, Thanos' impact is diabolical. Half the universe to dust just because the methods appear more humane doesn't... I don't think he's less villainous at all. I think that this... I don't... No. Please do not misconstrue what I'm saying. I right. don't think that Thanos is less of a villain because he butchered half the universe. I think just... In his mind, I really feel like Thanos. Again, these are the character. These are like the traits of great villains. I think that Thanos believes he was justified. I think that the high evolutionary is justifying his actions. Does that for, make sense? That Th- Thanos's motivation. There is a logical argument because it's based in reality. We are running out of resources, but. The high evolutionary, he's just fucking with people. And he, but he said he's, like, I'm doing this to make this perfect. But in reality, he's just doing it because it entertains himself. That's yeah. the difference, I think, between now Thanos is again Thanos. You could rate to Pol Pot or something like that. There's these butcher dictators that believe in what they're doing is for the betterment of the world. Whereas the high evolutionary is, thank you, Kassan. This is a great distinction. I think the high evolutionary is just a madman pretending to be justified. And I think also, Ooh, he was good every villain has to have a fatal flaw and his fatal flaw was his obsession with rocket because he's smarter than him. Yeah. And that's the thing. He wants to make things really good. He made, he makes rocket who finally has that one trade he's been looking for and it makes him angry because it's not because he didn't figure it out. Rocket figured it out. So it's no, I, not just that, but the fact that rocket could figure it out. The High right. Evolutionary was angry because, because Rocket became something, one of the yeah. things that he wanted. Yeah. So my dad always said, my job as a parent is to make you better than me. And it was always this noble thing that I always thought my dad said. And like now that I'm a dad, I want Andy to be better than me in every aspect of life. More successful. I want to be a better athlete. I want him to just be better looking. He's already there. I just want him to be <laughs> more successful than me in every step of the way. There's a lot of parents who don't feel that way. There's a lot of people who don't want the world in a better place than where they left it. And that's exactly what this was. It made yeah. him angry that his he was insulted, yeah. that his creation figured this thing out that he couldn't. And I love that. Yeah. I love how they just, because we always know Rocket's smart, right? We've always I, seen Rocket be able to do these things. And then this right. really showed us just how smart Rocket is. Yeah. So it just put the lie to the high evolutionary's supposed motivation. Um, so because Rocket's brain was in an ugly to the he creation, he wanted Rocket's brain in a beautiful body. Yeah, exactly. Again, more of him tinkering with things that he can control. I want to put, I did this. So I want to put this brain in a better body. Again, it's just him controlling. And I don't even think he really wanted that. I think he was telling himself he wanted that. Yeah. What a villain. But D- Dave, why don't you like, why don't you start talking, man? Because every time I try to say something. <laughs> You guys don't shut up. It's almost like we have a so, podcast. So that I was trying to say, geez, what was I trying to say? Anyway, uh, <laughs> him figuring out, I don't know. I don't remember now. I do think it's interesting. James Gunn said that uh, Rocket's always been the secret protagonist of the movies, which, like, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I do think, and right I'm sure you're going to say, no, you didn't think so. I felt it was a little ham-fisted 
when Lila, that's her name, right? Uh, said it's always been your story. I felt like that was James Gunn's put that in there to say, oh, it's always been Rocket's story. And it's the story of his life has always been his story and it's his choice. That was the whole thing. But I don't feel like all three movies were his story. By the way, Lila, voiced by Linda Cardellini, who also plays oh, yeah. um, Hawkeye's wife. Yeah. Yes. Elma. <laughs> and and the- Floor, Floor was voiced by Michaela Hoover, who was also in the first Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. as the secretary to whatever the head of the Star League was. All the voices were somebody that like had been previously involved with the movies or James Gunn in some way. James yeah, Gunn. Gunn's, Gunn's, Gunn loves Gunn's, people. Gunn's wife was in here. Yeah. She was administrator qual. So got shot you know. in the leg. Yep. Yes. And she did a good scream too. She's good. People, there's this online yeah. backlash with her because she's really good looking and married to Gunn. And it turns out that she just didn't get a fair crack in Hollywood because Hollywood um, is like that. She's talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe there were a lot his, of people. What's and, his face as the guard? Oh, come on. Nathan Fillion. Nathan yeah, Fillion. Nathan Fillion. Oh, he was God, awesome. I, love seeing I don't think it was great. This guy, this guy, oh, I got a guy like that. <laughs> I got one of those. I got one of those. Yeah, yeah. This is perfect, perfect Nathan Fillion moment, man. This is yeah. awesome. Man, I liked so much of this movie. It really hit me in all the feels. Kassan, I felt that she was referring to the four imprisoned creatures. They had a scene envisioned life outside the prison, but those stories ended, not rockets. I agree. Oh, I was so painful. You know, remind anybody ever read the book We Three, Grant Morrison's We Three? <clears throat> no. so it's basically the okay. It's, first of all, if anyone's never read this, it's an amazing, it's an amazing miniseries mm. from Grant Morrison and Frank Whiteley. It's a, it's basically the home, it's basically Homeward Bound, the incredible journey with uh-huh. cyborg with cyborgs. They take a dog, a cat, and a rabbit, and they turn them into cyborg killing machines, and they become self aware, and they're running away to go home, basically. Okay. And the rabbit in that story speaks in the same kind of vocal patterns as Floor does, and it's very similar. So I watched this movie. I want. I think James because James Gunn's very well read in his comic stuff. Yeah. So I'm willing to bet that James Gunn has read We Three and that influence because there's a lot of. I that's my recommendation for the week. I'll get it out early. Read We Three. It's from about like 1998. I want to say from Grant Morrison and Frank Whiteley. Just an amazing piece of fiction. I can almost hate James Gunn because of how talented he is. Between that and the uh, the soundtrack of this. Oh, the soundtrack like, rules. I like he's I don't know of any other director or writer who can match the tone of a scene or the motivation of a scene directly to a specific song like he it, can. It's so funny too because there's so many there's so many movies and trailers that are using like classic rock songs. Right, like some like dubstep version of a classic rock song. It's become cliche, but for some reason, when Gunn does it, it just fits. He has said in many interviews that's part of his writing process. Is he picks the song that's going to work with a scene, and he writes it as he listens to the song to make it fit even more. And then, like he <laughs> he uses it as a loose guide of how the movie's going to go. Yeah, that's why it works. Like. I don't know any of other writers that do stuff like that, but I wonder if Marvel hates it because it's oh we got to pay for all these songs. In this Man, movie. when Badlands came on during the tra- during the credit sequence, my wife goes, "Ooh, they spent money. They got Springsteen." <laughs> I'm like, "I know they really cashed out on this one. Gun going out with a bang. It wasn't even part of the story. He's fuck it. Give me Springsteen. Give me the boss." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. The- oh, who who liked Cosmo too? Cosmo like was great. all. All the little there, there, there are so many. I think there's so many Easter eggs in this. It's ridiculous. Seeing Howard the Duck again Howard the Duck is got a good laugh. I think 
I think what makes Cosmo work so well is that she's still a dog. A dog, yeah. I'm good. I'm good dog. I'm not bad dog. Like, yes. It's exactly what Astro. I know it's exactly what goes through Astro's mind when right, I'm right. telling him to be a dumb bad dog. My, the, the Russians, they tortured me and put me into a rocket to die. And it's still not as bad as being called a bad dog. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> he just, man, like, I just. I feel like Gunn is really still working. Because, again, I got, watching the Suicide Squad, I really feel like he was working through being fired by Marvel through that movie, right? Yeah. yeah. It was very lashing out at stuff. And this one, I think it's really him coming to terms with the fact that his time at Marvel is done. Yeah. It by the really way, felt like a uh, bookend in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, Sarah Almy played Cosmo. I don't. I thought She's she great. was in something is, else, but I don't see it is, it, what I knew her from. At the same time, in the sense of you don't feel like – I understand in some ways it feels like it's over, but in a lot of ways it felt like, no, they could keep going if they wanted to. Just, But there's something to be said about not overstaying your welcome. And so many things do that these days. And this is about change. And I think they could go forward with the new Guardians of the Galaxy. They could. Yeah, they could, definitely. The lineup has changed so many times in the comics. It's not like they're married to the lineup from the movies it even changed in the movies right like think about it like it's not the same lineup they started with by the time they got to the last movie but that's how teams grow and how families grow. people come people go things change like i think it's that a family is a living breathing organism and i think that's reflected in these movies quite well and besides one of the one of the, the girl who was the little girl who was in the final scene what was her name she's special she and, and Moondragon get together later in the comics. So, not Phyla. Who was it? Was it Phyla? Phyla, yeah. Phyla, played by Kaizen. Like, she she actually has real powers. She becomes Quasar, I think, at one point. Phyla Vell. Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, you've got a pretty powerful... Oh. Between that and King Groot, like, he's on his way to becoming King Groot. That's like, who I, that it, was. I took me a minute and I was going to look that up and I forgot to look that up. I was like, the girl is somebody. Who is the girl? I couldn't. File it was yeah. Filevel. That's, yeah. Yep. Quasar. Yeah. God. And she becomes Moon Dragon's love. Moon Dragon being the daughter of, wait, was it the daughter of Drax? Wasn't Moon Dragon like the daughter of Drax? She might have been. Those Starlin books are weird. I forget. Yeah. Starlin did yeah. some weird stuff with those things sometimes. Well, but, and that's like, the whole thing too. LSD, like, man. And it's, you weren't meant to be a destroyer. You're meant to be a dad. Be a dad. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, taking care of the kids. But he always was. That was his motivation. Thanos killed his wife and daughter, right? Yes. That's what, exactly. he's, looking, that's what he's been looking for. So I'm talking about these bookends. Like, there's so many of these nice little bookends to the story. Oh. Yeah. So right up uh, right up to the point of the last song they played was the first song they played in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Yeah. That's what he said. So, oh, I got a special song. And he played, oh, what's the name of the song? The... Come and get your love. Come and get your love. Ah, and that was the other thing, too, that I was going to shoot. What was it? It was something about Drax, and I don't remember now. Uh, By the way, how many Beastie Boys songs can they start paying? Like, the Beastie Boys are suddenly finding themselves with a hell of a lot of residuals at this point. The one passed. So I think that kind of happens when you realize they're never going to do anything again. Is you kind of review, you kind of look back at things and you go, man, this is good. Andy goes, Dad, this song's awesome. What's it called? I said, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. And it is awesome. All of their, a lot of their songs in here were like some of the best stuff. And it was, it wasn't just here though. They've been in other, they've, I think they've been picked in other of the Kassan, movies too. Kassan uh, pointed out, yeah, Moondragon is a powerful telekinetic and telepath, 
as well as the daughter of Arthur Douglas, better known as Drax. This Drax mm. is, of course, different than the uh, 616 Drax. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's different skin color, because they already had a green person in the, the team, so they made him gray. Oh, oh, that's right. The Beastie Boys, the Beastie Boys, the the, the song for the trailer for Marvels. Marvels was intergalactic. Yeah. And then, just, I'm sorry, there's just so much to pick out. There's so many deep cuts in here, too. Yes, very deep cuts. <laughs> all right. We... So you've said all the stuff that you liked about the movie. John, you did say one thing you didn't like. Which you thought yeah, It's not that was... I didn't like it. It's just I think they... <sighs> the only reason I can think of, they really didn't need Adam Warlock in here. They shoehorned him in. So, yeah, maybe he'll be... Even the in the uh, in the end scene he was already starting to mature a bit because nobody picks Adrian. No, nobody under the age of like 30 picks Adrian Ballou. Adrian Ballou's got some good stuff, but that's more refined palette. But they didn't have to shoehorn him into this. It didn't really hurt that they put him in this. And I guess the only reason they would put him in this is so that his, they put that piece on the board for the next for when they're going to need him in the next movie oh, or show. But that's, that's the that's it's not even really a criticism. It's just nitpicky. Even I feel bad the, saying anything about. I was going to say that's how the MCU works. Like they'll bring characters in like this, and then if they want to use them again, they're they know they're on the board, so they can pull them in. And I, I know, but I wonder if James Gunn was told to put him on the board, or if it was nah, James Gunn's idea. I think it Maybe. might have been his idea. He tends so, to be pretty. He tends to have a lot more rope of the Marvel guys than some of the other people have. JD, yeah. is there anything that you didn't like about the movie? <sighs> the length of time, man. It was a long ass movie. I pee. I had to pee twice. Didn't I, help the fact that I keep refilling this giant ass cup that I bought. No, I was actually very I, happy with this movie. Um, if I was thinking about something I, I didn't like, what didn't I like about this movie? I just saw it, so right now I'm on the high, and I haven't had a chance to really go back. It usually takes me a couple of days to think about, like from, from the critical aspects of it, is to really examine it. At the moment, mm. I'm feeling really good about it, but I really like the, I really like Gunn's work, man. I like the second. I'm like maybe the only person in the world that still likes the second Guardians movie. I like it too, but a lot of people shit on the second Guardians movie, and I don't quite know why because it's not as good as the first, which is fine. The first is one of the best movies. Of the 2010s, in my humble opinion, I gotta think more about it. If you want to critique, you could say that the, that Peter plays too much of a passive role. He's not the driver of the story, but it's part three in the movie. And Andy actually said to me, "He goes, Dad, who's the main character of this movie?" And I said, "There really isn't one. It's just the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's about all of them, and this one really was about all of them." So if yeah. you want, if I could see that being an argument, is Peter isn't the driver enough in this one? But I think that's okay because I think we had we've had a lot of him being that and i think this was good to to spread the love around a little bit because you have such a great cast of characters to work with yeah i don't know man at the moment nothing's at the moment nothing bugs me i have to think about it a little bit more till rocket's anti-gravity boots somehow canceling high evolution his gravity power i didn't get it It was small but yeah okay yeah yeah you know me man i always think about the character stuff and the and like the little plot contrivances never seem to bother me but i get it if that's if that bugs i can't critique that Oh, who, first off, shoot, Sean Gunn, which is James yeah. Gunn's brother, right? Yes. Played Craglin. Craglin. He also did the voice of Young Rocket. But who shed a tear when he's sitting there trying to get the arrow to work and Yondu shows up? Well, oh, yeah. Oh. It was very, for, very Star Wars influenced, right? Yes. Yeah. Right. It's a very Star Wars scene. Very Star Use Wars-y. the force. Yeah. <laughs> I, Use I, your I, heart. 
I don't think, right, but I, I don't think that Gunn has shied away. Did you see his May the Fourth post on Twitter? Like he doesn't shy away from the fact that Star Wars is a major influence on these movies, and I think there he's really just tipping his hat to it. Yeah, which again is fine. Star Wars ripped off the entire thing from Kurosawa, so who cares? It was, <laughs> that was one of the things too, is that like they compared the first one to Star Wars so much. It was a space opera. <laughs> It was something completely different from Marvel. It was a character, a bunch of characters no one cared about that he made us care about. So, yeah. And that's what's missing from a lot of the Marvel stuff, making us care about the characters. Yeah, you know? 100%. That's been my biggest... Again, you guys know me. I'm character above everything. And that's been my biggest problem for the last two years. I'm having a real hard time connecting with these characters. Again, these characters I'm already connected to. So that they have that accrued interest. Spider-Man, same thing. The new crop, having trouble with it. Yeah. I think they did okay with Camilla Khan, but the rest, I agree. Yeah. That's the highlight. Camilla's been the highlight. Mm. Gun needs to do tag and bink. Huh? What's that? Yeah. I don't know that one. I don't know that one. Either. I messed up on that. I feel old because I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> We're to Google. Did somebody just make a reference that's so young that none oh, of us know? It's a Star Wars thing. Main character of the Star Wars spoof series that parody the films. I've huh. never the Dark Horse comics, Tag and Bink. I've never read any of Tag and Bink. I gotta be honest with you. No. Neither have I. Sorry. Sorry, Randy. Uh, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else, or do we want to wrap it up here? I'm good. I yeah. can't think of anything. I, there's so many other Easter eggs in here. That's Judy funny. Greer is War Pig. That was Sylvester Judy Storm. Greer. Yeah, that was Judy Greer. Yeah. Dude, that was called Lord of the Flies when Adam, when, uh, was it Warlock? Yeah, Warlock rips off the head and he's walking around with that Lord of the Flies thing. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Don said no one has referring to Tag and Bink, I think. That's our Reddit. I think Randy probably read it. That's why he said it. There's only one weird thing that I haven't been able to figure out. There is it towards the end. There's one woman from nowhere that keeps getting center of the frame. And I have no idea who she is. I haven't been able to, I'm looking at this. I don't recognize her on any of the credits, but they keep doing that in certain movies. Like in Avengers, they had one waitress in the background. She like, she was in like, Five or six different shots. She was the daughter and, from Growing, the youngest daughter from Growing Pains. Ah, uh, okay. okay. So there was one, one in here, but I wasn't sure who she was. There, she kind of looked like what's her face from from Lucifer, the uh, the CI. But now uh, I'll figure it out at some there, point. There is one, not big deal, but and I understand Marvel wants you to watch everything, but like they do. The they mention that. Peter and uh, what's the other girl's name? The bug girl. Mantis. Mantis. Mantis yeah. And that Peter and Mantis are brother and sister in this movie. If you, they reveal it in the holiday special, but if you didn't see the holiday special, you're going to probably be sitting there like, what? And yeah, that's true. I guarantee there's people true. who see these movies that don't have Disney Plus. Have you seen the numbers for Disney Plus? Does any, has anybody seen the numbers for Disney Plus? No, what they tell us, there's the, what they tell us, the numbers are pretty damn good. That's because you've got probably the plastered all over the place. <laughs> Fair. Probably the character that was going to be used, but cut from the final, like the waitress who was going to be same girlfriend. one, same person that we talked about. Yeah, the one they could see yeah. interviewed at the end of Avengers, the youngest daughter from Growing Pain. Yes, the yeah. one who had. His- you guys know that uh, Captain America is Star Lord's great grandfather, right? Is that the gun said it? Gun said it is the same. The woman who plays his mother was also the lady who we assume took Steve's virginity. In the original Captain America movie. Oh, that's hilarious. So there's a thing about it. Look it up. Gunn says it's canon. But that would that or something on his father's side could be the reason why his genetics were just right to be able to manifest the God Seed from 
from GL and thank you. GL confirms it. Yep. Yep. That it's, canon. it's canon. Cap is his great grandfather. <laughs> Was the father of the man that we met at the end of the movie today who needed his lawn mowed and apparently his stepson is not mowing his lawn, even though he's an able bodied 45 year old man. You guys, did you guys stay for the post credit sequence? Yeah, 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 I did. I did. I Wait, say, I didn't get that. What did you say? That guy with Peter's grandfather is Steve's son, the guy who whose lawn is not being mowed by his able-bodied forty-five-year-old stepson. That was the conversation they were having at the end of. Yeah. But I thought they were talking about the neighbor who wasn't getting the. No, it's her stepson. That's her. No, it's his, uh, the woman that Peter's father lives with, her grandfather lives with. Oh Jesus! I'll mow the lawn for her. I don't see why her son doesn't do it. Don't get me started. <laughs> it was fun. I laughed. Huh. Yes. foibles slice I mean, of life it was a fun it, yeah exactly it was a fun slice of life way to end the movie like very tim jones sour grapes huh. yeah, yeah yeah just him eating cereal having a conversation with his father or grandfather so it was mm-hmm. like, yeah it worked i liked it all right so let's let's go around wrap it up with a score on one through ten and jd you can go first because i know you love doing this part eight 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 I love this movie. Like I said, it's, I've been super negative Nancy. No, nothing mutant-esque. And even with all the stuff with the high evolutionary Don, no mutant talk. Sorry, this is still an audio podcast. Don asked any mutant talk or anything in that movie. No, nothing X related. I like this movie a lot. I felt, I think this was the best character-driven story Marvel has done in three or four years. I loved everything about it. I'll come up with some things I don't like in a few days. But right now, having just left the theater, I have a big smile on my face. So I can't say enough good things about this. James Gunn is going to do a great job heading up DC. He's the right guy. He has heart. People thought it was going to be, you're going to have Superman doing dick jokes. Kevin Smith could avoid that. I'm sure James Gunn could avoid that. The script's still online. I mean, Superman lives. It's not great, but there's no dick jokes. So go see this movie. Okay. Eight out of ten. Johnny boy. I'm Maybe trying nine. to give it eight. I'm, ge- I'm giving it a nine. Yeah. yeah, nine. I changed my vote. Yeah, because there's just no, like, again, like, this has got to be the best thing since Endgame. And there ain't much that comes even close to it. And it's bittersweet because, wow, time goes really fast. At my age, I guess you sometimes you blink and suddenly, like, a decade has gone by. And it's like, oh, we've already finished the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy. I'm sad about that. But, but yeah, I just, I everything I can think of about this movie that I quote unquote don't like I'm using air quotes here. It's just nitpicky. It's not everything else. It's like JD said, I've, I saw it last night. I've still got a smile on my face. I want to see it again. Actually. It was really that good. Wait. So Dave, if Superman does a dick joke, take all my money. <laughs> yeah. The rest of us don't want to, don't want to Superman That's doing dick jokes. I get you, Randy, but I, uh, I'm going to give it a, Oh no, seven point seven five out of ten. Why? Really? I liked it. I liked it, but I don't like it as much as you guys did. I'm a hopeless romantic, and I think Gamora and and Peter still should have ended up together. I'm the hopeless romantic, and even I'm like, you can't really beat when somebody actually dies, and we I'm, want Marvel to actually make death mean something, and nope. so all you're left with is somebody who isn't the same person. I want to see people together. It pisses me off when they don't, but this makes sense sam and diane is who they compared him to sam and diane did not wind up together yeah we'll see i think it might not be the end of their story anyway might not be just because they're not going to do well they say right now they're not going to do any more guardians movies that doesn't mean they're not going to do them either star lord will return yes star lord will return the legendary star lord will return giving him his original marvel name and i'm just like spectacular spider-man i'm sure if you you drive enough 
Brinks trucks up to the other uh, actors' homes, they'll return. Oh, he'll do it. Yeah, you're just not going to get it with gun. Yeah, but would it be the uh, same without gun? Don't think Can so, you really do this without gun? I don't know. I don't know. We'll Good find fun. out. Gamora is still with Peter in his heart and soul. It's true. Aww. Do you think it's like that because they took the characters in Endgame and screwed with Gunn's characters and he had to if cover I, from that? I, okay, I will say that. I've wondered like, if killing Gamora was a higher-up decision for the storyline they wanted to tell in Infinity War and... That's- we need somebody to die. We can't get rid of all these. But hey, Gamora is... We don't care about her. No, I think it was part of the plan. It, it works too well with all of it, with the character development. Like, nah, I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. I don't know. I'd be, I would be curious to find out. All right. Let's, let's wrap this one up. Let's go around and see A, do you have any recommendations? Or B, did you learn anything this week on the podcast? And we'll start with John. I've never been into Gundam before, but I'm, I just watch The Witch of Mercury. I'm about halfway through, like I'm on episode 12. Man, it's good. Like I, it slowed down a little bit towards like the episode seven, but now it's just, it's old mech stuff, like giant robot fighting robot. And I was never really into that before, except for way back in the day with Matt Cross. But uh, when this one turned out to be really good, the characterizations are good. The characters are fun to watch. Yeah. And the, the animation of the giant fighting robots is awesome. Yes, I. that's my recommendation. That's what I got. I know you already gave your recommendation there, JD. Did you learn anything this week? Did I learn that Dave gets salty when characters aren't exactly as they are on the page? No, I knew that going in. Read Ow. V3. Read, that's okay, I'm just having fun. Read V3. It's an amazing book. It's one of my favorite pieces of fiction. What's it called? We 3 Like, it's one word. We 3 W-E-3. All right. I recently learned there's a large number of people who watch the podcast who aren't subscribed. So if no, you're watching this right now, there. hit that subscribe mm. button. Make sure you click that bell for notifications so you can watch us. We go live every Sunday at 8.30. I also will recommend that you head on over to SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find the podcast every week. The links to our social media at the top, reviews by our good friend Kassan. Not Kassan, I'm sorry. Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> Kassan's still our friend. Yes, uh, definitely. So much more recommendation, real recommendation. I don't think I got anything this week. It's been, yeah, it's been a week. I bought a bunch of comics at the comic book shop. I'm going to look at some of the newer stuff that I got, and we'll see. Oh, you know what? I will say this. I have a plan going forward that we're going to be doing. I'm going to be doing short videos. I haven't started it yet, but we do have a TikTok now, boys and girls. So look for Superheroes Speak over on TikTok. I feel younger already. and oh, so we're gonna oh, man tiktok coming soon we're gonna we're gonna start wait there. does that mean i have to dance yeah if you want to see your floss <laughs> so we're gonna nobody wants to see that dude there are a couple videos on there right now which are just ads for the show but uh, oh my god it's a visual joke if you're not watching the podcast you just missed something funny that jd did you gotta watch the podcast every um, week on youtube 7 30 8 30 eastern sunday <laughs> So go check us out on there. We'll be I'll be doing some short videos coming up. I'm gonna get these guys to do a couple one minute videos to put up as well. Oh, Kassan's yeah. right, by the way, in that last comment. Once, Once the, the old, old men join something, the youngins flee. Yep. See, yep. See Facebook. <laughs> all right. So that's all I got for this. So as always, thanks for watching or listening. And don't let your cape go out in the door. Have a good week.